Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Before we get to the episode, I want to tell you about my friend and colleague, Dr. Holly Tucker of ChiroNumbers.com. Have you been in practice a few years now and you're wondering when your business will start to reward you financially? Are you so overwhelmed with the day-to-day business management that it is hard to see your success? Or are you trying to expand your team and worried about the impact to the bottom line? Dr. Holly is a certified profit-first professional and a chiropractor herself who has managed multiple practices over the past 10 years and consults specifically on implementing the cash flow system of Profit First for chiropractors. Simplify the way you look at stats, metrics, and your own compensation through this methodology by working with someone with unique experience in your business model. Visit bit.ly bit.ly slash numbers to get your guide and video training. Download the first two chapters of Profit First and subscribe to her weekly five-minute Friday series on profitability. Start to feel less overwhelmed, avoid burnout, and clean up your finances so you can focus on patient care. Again, that's bit.ly slash numbers for access to Dr. Holly's resources. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. All right, Docs, let's jump into this week's episode. This is going to be a solo show, and and I'm going to dive into, uh, you know, the potential of this whole recession thing coming on or the current inflation. Uh, They throw around the word stagflation, whatever the heck that means. But, uh, you know, before we do dive into that, I I am not a financial expert, not licensed in anything. Uh, Just going to give you my personal take in what I've gone through over the years. And, you know, it's, uh, I think there's going to be some challenging times ahead and, and that's okay. Um, that happens. It's going to happen for quite a while. Uh, as long as you're practicing for 30, 40 years, there's going to be things that happen. Uh, I recently had just interviewed uh, a doc that, you know, just finished up his 40th year. Right. And so um, he has seen some things and, the longer you practice, or if you do this for many years, there's going to be times it's, it's challenging. I mean, we, we saw it a couple of years ago, right? And so I want to just dive into some of the thought processes I have going into this, and, and we'll go from there. Um, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to kind of go back, you know, I know so, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but you can never assume the person that's listening to this episode listened to the one I may may have mentioned it on three years ago, right? Um, so that curse of knowledge, I can't assume everybody that's listening has heard, uh, you know, what I did back in 2008 when shit hit the fan pretty bad, right? And so I'd like to just start with that because, you know, I know a lot of young chiropractors out there are stressed out right now. Uh, we're not in a recession currently, as this is recorded in May of 2022, uh, but there's no doubt pretty severe inflation and cost of rent, cost of housing, your student loans are high. Uh, you're, if you're trying to rent or build out an office space, construction is ridiculous. 
So there's a lot of frustrating things. And, and you know, you may be in your um, late 20s and, it, and it's a tough, you know, let's call it even mid to late 20s or even early 30s. And it could be a tough uphill battle that you're concerned about. And, you know, I look back, uh, 2008, I was, I was 28 years old. I had just um, started a practice, not the one I'm in currently. I had gone into a partnership uh, down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, and that was in uh, the summer of 2007. And, you know, we were cash-based practice inside of a gym. Uh, we weren't uh, cheap either. Uh, and so uh, I was building a practice, really hustling pretty hard. And uh, then all of a sudden, obviously, the bottom fell out of, of, of literally everything, and I had to adjust accordingly. You know, the, the good news for me at the time and, and for a lot of people in their late 20s is, one, I didn't have a lot of responsibilities financially. You know, I didn't have uh, – I wasn't married, didn't have kids. I didn't have a house because at that time the housing market was what tanked. Uh, I always joke around I was so broke it didn't matter that – uh, I was still going to be broke. <laughs> yeah, so that sometimes is a benefit and you got a huge long runway to make up for it. And so you, you, you're, you're in an okay position no matter what's happening when you're of that age. But I remember it was a struggle to try to grow that practice. And um, it, it was hard. And I remember dealing with that. And one of the things that I doubled down on was community outreach. Like I was networking and getting out and connecting and building relationships as much as I could. You know, at the time, a lot of the digital marketing wasn't really a thing. Uh, I remember we had a website, it was kind of clunky and old, you know, just crappy. It wasn't generating all these Google leads and stuff. And so for me, I knew what was probably going to move the needle was getting out there as much as possible. And it was a slog, you know, it definitely wasn't easy, uh, but we maintained, we paid our bills. Uh, I was getting paid. Uh, we were making a little bit of extra money and, and we just kind of did that for a couple years, but built a ton of relationships and, and doubled down on it. And ultimately, when I opened, I ended up selling my half of the practice in 2010. I opened up my own practice in Boca Raton, Florida, which was uh, outside of my non-compete. It was probably like 40, we'll call it 45 minutes away. So a lot of the patients weren't going to really follow me. And so uh, what worked out well for me was that experience of it being hard. Like it, it was hard, but it... It built that tough, uh, you know, understanding that you it's just not going to be given to you and you got to go out there and, and, and build it, even if it's hard. And so when I opened up my practice in April of 2010, my own practice in Boca, I really, I, I had kind of had my sea legs, you know, like I, I kind of knew what I needed to do to build a practice uh, from scratch or during tough times or whenever you build a practice from scratch, it's tough times. That's just the reality. And so I have my new patient log, which is a, is actually a tool in the CSA digital dashboard. I've been doing that since I actually opened my practice on a spreadsheet. It's now a nice fancy online digital tool, but I have it still to this day. And I went back, I remember, uh, I think a year or so ago, with my two other docs and I was like, looked and I showed them uh, May of 2010, I had 23 new patients in my second month. 
of opening up my own practice. And it was because I had about a four month uh, runway of when I knew I was going to open my practice in, in Boca Raton and before I did. So I knew it was like December of 2009, I was going to do it. And so I spent those four months getting up here. Like I was driving here when I had time um, to meet as many people as possible. I remember looking and saying, okay, I had five, I remember it was like five or six patients that were driving all the way from Boca to my Fort Lauderdale office because of ART. I remember that they found back then there wasn't many ART providers. They found me on there and they were driving. So I contacted them. I had coffee with them and said, Hey, I'm opening up practice in Boca. Who are the people I need to know? Is there any things I should know about the area? Is there anybody you can connect me with? Uh, you know, things like that. And, and lo and behold, they did. And so I, I kind of built my network from those five or six patients that were coming to see me all the way in Fort Lauderdale. And so um, I, I felt like looking back on it, the really challenging times in 2008, 2009, um, built a skill set uh, for me that carried me into 2010 to, to build my practice, right? Um, and so that was great. And that's kind of the first thing I wanted to touch on was, you know, it, it built a skill of relationship building because I knew I had to do it. I was forced to do it. And so you'll sometimes realize during these challenging times, you'll develop a skill that'll carry you down the road for many years, right? So that's, that's number one. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly bit.ly propel MCM modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Hey doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfields Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources. And you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image and there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin 
dash Christy. Uh, number two was, you know, I, I grew my practice in a few years, just renting space from an orthopedic office. That's how I started in, in Boca Raton, uh, was renting from an ortho, which honestly, you know, I know a lot of you are renting from gyms and I rented from a gym and I, and that's fine. But I think a lot of you need to start, if you're going to rent from somebody, try to find a MD that's got a, a room. You know, the difference of credibility that I got from going from renting a room in a gym to renting a room in a really nice orthopedic office was substantial. Um, it, it was a very nice office. It gave credibility like, oh, you're inside of an orthopedic office. You know, like I had a good collaboration with the orthopedist. They referred me patients. So that's a little bit of a sidebar, but look into those opportunities if you're looking to rent space. Uh, gym is fine, you know, nothing against that, but also open up to primary cares, orthos, neuros, whatever. Um, they typically have nice offices and are equipped well uh, to even have potentially front desk space to have your own front desk person, which I was able to, to do, right? Um, so back to what the second good thing that came from 0809 was by time 2013 rolled around we had grown pretty well and I needed I needed to find an out of the orthopedic office because I was growing too much and we ended up getting a second room in there which we we're paying quite a bit of money in rent but it just I knew there was going to be a, and, and and I always had a year to year lease and I just knew there could be a time where the orthopedist is like, look, you're getting a little bit too busy and it's impacting our business and blah, blah, blah. So I, I really needed some stability. And so I was able to find in the same building a, a suite that was for sale. And, and frankly, it was pretty affordable. It wasn't cheap, but the commercial real estate still hadn't fully recovered in 2013. And so um, buying this uh, was was definitely feasible and, and the crazy part about it now is like you know uh, business and personal finances are a lot better they right now in 2022 for me than they were in 2013 but I don't think I could afford to buy my current commercial real estate at the price that it is um, but back then I could because it was still pretty depressed in a sense and so that was a a second benefit that came from that struggle, right? Um, and so I want you to realize that there's probably some good, th I don't know what the good things are going to be. I'm not saying it's going to be uh, commercial real estate is going to be affordable in five years, but there's, there's probably going to be a couple things that are going to come uh, of this on the other side of it. And you don't know what they are now, but that's okay. And uncertainty is tough. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. Uh, but all you really can do is is focus on those leading indicators. And I go back to when you know shit really hit the fan back in March of 2020. I mean, that was honestly one of the craziest things uh, we've we've all experienced. So you've already got a little bit of thick skin from that, right? And so whatever is coming or the inflation you're currently dealing with, you've already realized, like, if you can get through a global pandemic, you know, you're going to get through this. And one of the things I remember um, going pretty consistently with my clients that I coach was focusing on the leading indicators, right? Like not worrying about 
those trailing indicators. Those are things you got to monitor. There's no doubt you got to monitor new patients and office visits and revenue and profit. But you really just got to focus on those leading indicators. Like how many relationships can you build? How much content can you create and get out there? How can you grow your audience? How can you improve your website? How can you get more Google reviews? How can you run better campaigns, right? Like focus on all those things you can do to uh, continuously kind of push through this, right? I really like the, um, uh, the little analogy or saying, and it's a little story um, called Be the Buffalo, right? And, and, and I've mentioned this before as well, and, and that's my plan through this whole thing is to, is to be the buffalo. And what that is is that when the storm comes, you know, a lot of the other, you know, let's call it the cows and such, they run away from the storm, but they ultimately can't outrun the storm. And because they're running uh, away from the storm and not as fast, they actually are in the storm a lot longer versus the buffalo actually will recognize the storm coming, the storm coming and run directly into it because they know the faster they run into it, they'll get out the other side of it a whole lot quicker than if they tried to run away from it. And it's a, it's a, it's an old, you know, little proverb and, and, and story. And I really like it. And it's something that I've, I think, I think it was a couple years ago when I first heard it, um, that I really take serious in, in a lot of aspects of my life is, is to be the Buffalo, obviously within reason, but I think this is what, um, it's designed for is these times where you're uncertain, it's challenging, it's frustrating as hell. I get it. You know, some of you might be 30, uh, have a young family really want a house and it's really hard. Like, I, I know it's not easy. Um, so, uh, just think about how you can focus on what leaning indicators that really will move the needle, right? Uh, be the Buffalo. Okay. And then frankly, you're going to have to execute, right? A lot of us will have this vision or goals, but the execution of that is the key. And you have to consistently execute on the vision to, to really make it happen for you. And so make sure that you, you know, you, you got to stay on the offense and not be defensive. Like that's my biggest thing that I keep on looking at, like trying to project. I, I'm a planner. You know, I got a lot going on again. This is uh, May of 2022 in five weeks, I'm exiting patient care. So June 30th is my last day exiting patient care. Uh, we're in the middle of, which I'll talk about in a few weeks, but we're in the middle of transforming MCM. And so there's a lot going on and I had planned this out, you know, months ago, not realizing that inflation is going to go crazy, not realizing that there's probably going to be a recession within the next, I don't know, let's just call it 12 months, but uh, I'm not going to focus on that, right? I'm going to focus on what I can control. I'm going to be offense, you know, I'm going to be on the offense and, and really keep on pushing ahead and executing on what my plan is and be prepared you know you got to be smart about it and you got to prepare on the back end of like what could happen and i think i've done that but i'm not going to play defense at this time i'm going to play offense uh, i'm going to kind of run through the whatever storm there is and then whatever's on the other side i feel i'm going to be confident i was like okay there's going to be a couple things that have come good on it and i'm going to be able to take 
advantage of that. And, you know, it's, it's 2022 now. I'll look back at, and it'll be 2030. And I'll look back and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I, I did that and really attack that versus being too defensive on it. Um, so that's kind of where I keep on focusing my mind is on, um, you know, executing the strategy that we laid ahead. There's certain leading indicators that are part of that strategy. I'm going to keep on focusing on those and monitor the trailing indicators, have some backups, right? Uh, I recently heard on a podcast something that I really liked, and the the gentleman was talking about um, building a financial fortress around your family, right? And again, I know everybody's at a different place, um, and, and it's it's always hard when you have a podcast and you speak to a, an audience that might be 26 years old, might be 66 years old, and so there's a lot in between that. But I think the idea of either having or working towards a financial fortress around your family is something you really got to take seriously, and that's everything from having your emergency savings, right? Maybe even having a backup line of credit in your business. Uh, you know, there's insurance policies, life insurance, uh, disability insurance. Like, what? Start to look at your overall picture, professionally and personally, and exclude the things that are just unforeseeable tragedy but just put the the common things right like what could happen uh, i mean really everything could happen right and what would happen if that happened you know like i know when i had my first son a couple years ago i put a lot of thought in that that i didn't put into before and so there's a lot of things in place that if something unfortunate were to happen to myself um my family would be totally fine right uh, obviously, there's always that joke where I'm probably worth more dead than alive. Uh, but, you know, like something that's you, you got to consider as well is like having all the things in place that will build that financial fortress around your uh, family. And so you end up having that ability to protect yourself during these challenging times. But then it also gives you the peace of mind to be the buffalo in these types of scenarios, right? Like I feel um, good. Again, I'm uh, 42, so I'm, uh, you know, been doing this for a while. And if you're 28, you know, it's something that you've got some time to build. If you're my age and you got some holes in that financial fortress, start to look on shoring that up. But I feel good at this point where I've I've done what I can to do that, and I can be. Uh, strategically aggressive during whatever is brought to us, whether it's 10% inflation or it's crazy interest rates going up or if it becomes a, a recession. And so uh, all we can do is prepare the best we can, have a strategy, have a, you know, and, and just stay on offense, right? Keep on focusing on the leading indicators. And, and I'm, I'm really uh, confident in the chiropractic profession. I know it's not easy for everybody, but I talk to a lot of chiropractors who are doing a lot of great things and doing well. They're typically executing on a plan. They're doing the things you know you need to be doing, and they're doing those consistently, and it works. Uh, and, and if you find yourself not doing that and it's not, and things aren't working out, that's something you have to really have some self-awareness around and, and dissect out. But I'm very confident in the overall uh, profession, we 
I was really concerned, uh, you know, right when the pandemic hit. I was like, who's going to want to get touched by chiropractors on a grand scale, right? But obviously, two years out, I talked to a lot of chiropractors, and most are back to normal. Not everybody, and, and if you're not, I get it. Uh, certain towns and cities and states and countries are different than others, but um, overwhelmingly, I talked to a lot of chiropractors, and a lot of them are doing very good. They're, they're, they're back at it, right? And so there's no reason why uh, we can't maintain that even through uh, difficult times, okay? And so I just, you know, some of the take-homes, I want you to focus on the leading indicators. I want you to understand that there's going to be, no matter how tough times are, there's always a couple things positive that come out on the other side of it. Uh, Run into the storm, not away from it. So be the buffalo and try to... um, you know, focus on on the offense and and protect the the flanks there and, and have that financial fortress and start working towards that. Okay, uh, so that is my take on things. Uh, you know, I'm I'm here if you need me. You know, you could always uh, reach out if you got questions. And so uh, we'll be uh, working with our clients as we go along through this and making sure that we navigate the stormy waters if there are. Hopefully there's not, um, and we'll just be prepared for it. You know, the worst case is if you do all these things we talked about and times become great, then uh, that's fine. That's even better. So I hope this was helpful. hope you got some insights from it. Again, I'm not a financial expert uh, by any means, but uh, I've been through a couple things. I know a lot of the audience has as well and um, just keep on working hard, doing the right things, and execute. That is it for this week's episode, but before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, There's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some one-on-one coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there, and we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.